What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. So here's what's weird. So we're at and we're at SHOT Show, and it's an industry event. So if you're a gun control person, you might be like, it's the arms dealer show where all the arms dealers come together. Yes and no. But they make it sound like, you know, it's the ATF that got together and decided to sell guns to the cartels. No, it's totally not like that. The majority of the industry is actually mom and pop manufacturers. Like that's who's really driving the the technology and all of that, the advancement. I mean, there's some really cool stuff. So it was weird. That's why, and I bring up that point because the layout of, you know, when you get here, it's a private event and it's for manufacturers to show, you know, the industry, the trades, all that, like what they're coming out with, right? And it's everything from firearms to things that go with firearms. And there's different floors, different sections, and they have a whole section. That's for law enforcement, right? It's law enforcement stuff. So if police departments are looking to buy, I mean, it's all that. And you you would just think ATF, right? Alcohol, tobacco, firearms. You would think that that they would be in the law enforcement section of SHOT Show because it's law enforcement, right? Or an assassin squad, depending on, you know, how you look at Ruby Ridge or Waco. Anyway, so I'm just saying. But they were there, but not, they, they have a booth here for some reason. They had a booth here last year. They probably have a booth every year. Now, if I'm being very, very clinical, it makes all the sense in the world for the ATF, the busybody gun branch of the government, to have a booth and try to maintain good relationships for the industry that it wants to regulate. I, I get all that. But it's also weird. So they had Steve Dettelsbach, who's the head of the ATF, talk here a couple of days ago. Best practices to stay compliant. No, it gets weirder. So they had this. And then they they have their booth. Their booth, as I said, it's not in the law enforcement section. Their booth is what I say is down in steerage. It's the lower level where some of the smaller manufacturers are. And they're right in the middle. And... I was talking to one of the guys from uh, 5150, and that's a manufacturer, a really cool company. And I, I'll tell you about, I, I got a new rifle from them, and it's just absolutely amazing. My competition triggers two pounds, and it's the same one that John Wick has. And so the whole thing on, so the whole thing with ATF being there is that they are in the lower floor in steerage. Right by all these manufacturers. And they're right in the middle with all these manufacturers. And they have this little, you know how some people just have like their vendor space, right? They have their, their space where they, you know, you walk in, they got their table and they have their, what do they call the backdrop behind the table? Do we, what is that with the, is that what it's called? Like that banner behind the thing where they have all their logos and all that? Oh, okay. Like it's all draped out. They got some stands for their merch, you know, all this stuff. So what the ATF had is they had this table in front of them and they had these computers. Someone was telling me they had facial recognition stuff there. I don't doubt it. 
And then they took turns coming up. So they had like different sections. Like you walk up to, you know, the bar, so to speak. And there's, you know, a couple of different guys there. They had people there from tech and all this. And then behind them, they had this like little mini food court area with no food, like a place where you could sit down and talk to people. Anyway, so they've been going up. I was told by one of the guys from 5150 that they were going to the booths, the individual booths. And saying, well, you know, well, how you doing? Um, yeah, we're, we just, you know, if we, we're going to have a two-hour seminar to, uh, you know, educate you guys how you can be compliant. They've been going to each of the individual booths, which is a new thing this year, I've been told. Going to each of the individual booths, asking people this. So that pretty much set it off. Because I was at first, I was on here yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the ATF booth. Yeah, I might go if I have time. No, then I heard that. So we recorded some of it, and it's super loud. Like the crowd, the, the people started coming up behind us. And I took Congresswoman Lauren Boebert because I really also wanted to see the ATF's reaction to see her coming up there. And it was exactly what I thought it would be. So we're going up there. And look, I realize that I can be a bomb thrower. But if you really get to know me, and if I'm, very, if I'm legitimately interested in the issue, you'll know. And I legitimately wanted to know why the hell they were there. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a gun owner. Clearly, you don't work for me. I'm your prisoner or something. So let's, let's, let's talk about this. And I went up there genuinely. I wasn't being hostile or nothing. Don't say that that's unusual. It is not. Stop it. I've only jumped off a couple of stages to confront hecklers at different rallies, once in Wisconsin, at the, and I confronted a big union guy. Uh, he was a big lefty, big, like, socialist left. But then he ended up liking me. Um, Anyway, long story short, went over there, and uh, they knew, they saw us coming, and they were really uncomfortable. It was visible. And as I walked over there, it's weird because it's, it's like they did central, they got these guys from central casting. Okay, uh, Fed boys, let's look here. None of us look like the people that come here to Shacho. None of us look like regular, average, everyday American patriots. So how, what can we do? Let's hire some guys with beards and... You know, they look a little alternative. Let's do that. Let's hire those guys. Put them out in the front. They had these dudes out in the front answering questions. So we walked up. And I'm like, I want to go to the guy that looks the shiftiest. So <laughs> let's go to that guy. No, I'm kidding. Not really. So we walked up and just, you know, started talking and asking questions. I said, you know, I'm like, why are you here? And I noticed there was a girl in the back. She's like nine feet tall. She had like reddish blonde hair. I mean, she did not like Bobert and she was glaring. And I'm like, man, way to sit here and foster. I'm like, I see you. Do you think that intimidates me? Like that just makes me grow another five feet. That's what happens when I see that. Anyway, so, you know, and I was being real chill with the dude. You know, and I'm asking him, I ended up asking him, I think the bulk of the questions. I'm like, look, I just, you know, want to know why you guys are here. You know, and he was like, and he said, you know, we're talking. And I go, have you been going and talking to people about compliance? And he's like, well, yes, you know, and I said, you know, is this related to the pistol brace? And that was one of the things that, because that pistol brace rule, they're trying to say that the pistol brace that was created for disabled people to use so that they can shoot guns um, is, makes it into a short-barreled rifle. You know how, like, an undrilled chunk of aluminum can be an actual gun by itself. So I was telling him this, and I'm like, so you're talking about compliance and that. I said, Don't you th-? and I go, and you're here, what, in the name of, like, transparency? goodwill and he's like yeah of course and i go don't you think that's kind of awkward because you know y'all just banned like a lot of the stuff that these people sell <laughs> just i said you're you, well i said i go let me let me modify that you're trying to ban it because it's a rule not a law 
I'm like, so doesn't that, isn't that a little weird that y'all are here? I'm like, how does that foster goodwill? And he's like, well, you know, we sent letters to these people. And I go, is this the letter that you sent to them telling them that pistol braces are totally legal and fine? Because I have the PDF of that. I'm like, so is that the letter? I'm like, because, and he goes, well, we, and that's when this other guy came up who looked like the great value version of Luke Giamatti or uh, what's his face? Paul Giamatti comes up and he's like, well, what's, uh, what are you guys talking about here? I'm like, Jiminy Christmas, man. So I'm, you know, and so I did the same thing to him. He's like, yeah, well, I admit there was some flip-flopping. I'm like, oh, so, so you're going to make people felons because you're flip-flopping? Is that what it is? And then we kind of, and then that's when, uh, the gal came up. That's when she came up. Man, I, hang on, I got to mute myself. Anyway, so she comes up. And it's true, though. Man, you should have, you know what? She, so I didn't even know that was possible. So anyway, she comes walking up and she's like, kind of like, you know, is there, she had the expression of, is there a problem here? It went back and forth. It was like, is there a problem here or can I talk to the manager? I couldn't tell which expression it was. And so the one guy with the beard, he seemed like the chillest. And I said, and, and I'm like, you're talking about, you know, these, you know, furniture. And he's like, well, you know, no, it's actually, you know, it's about the gun. I'm like, you know, the furniture, he goes, it's about the gun, you know, the furniture. Uh, and, and I said, well, you're just splitting hairs here at this point. And then he just kind of pursed his lips together and just sort of looked down. It was almost like a tacit admission of, yes, I agree with you. And then one of the ATF agents, he said, uh, you know, well, what Trump did, and then he scratched his eye with his middle finger on purpose, like just to let everybody know that he, yeah, that absolutely happened. He was the Paul Giamatti guy. And I'm like, you're with the ATF and you're sitting here doing this baby stuff with a finger. I, and I took everything I had not to say, just, you know, have the balls, man. If you want to sit here and talk some smack about somebody, do it. You're with the government, right? I've watched what you guys can do. You can raid people. So, you know, what do you got to fear? Just be open. (laughs) But it was a very interesting discussion. At the end of the day, they admitted that they flip-flopped they admitted that it was totally splitting hairs. And um, when I asked if they were going to come on the show, they hell would not come on the show. They go, well, uh, you got to go through our uh, P&G office and then the lawyers got to get involved. And I'm like, and wait a minute, you're here again in the name of transparency? I said, but I can't talk to you on air unless I go through a bunch of lawyers and then probably no. That's your neighborhood ATF, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, there's more scrutiny on whether or not they could do an interview Mm-hmm. rather than the rules they put out for stupid cosmetic things yeah. on guns. and that's the other thing. He was going, he, one of the guys, the Paul Giamatti guy was like, you know, this is all going to get decided in the courts. And I go, you realize that you wouldn't have to do that if you'd actually follow the Administrative Procedures Act. That's why why it exists. I said, you wouldn't have to have the courts decide this. And I go, because I, he kept saying, you know, we follow the letter of the law. And I go, you know, if you follow the letter of the law, you wouldn't have to have the courts decide this. So it was a very interesting conversation, and they did not want to come on air with me. None of them did. And by the end of, by the time our conversation ended, there were no fewer than six ATF agents up there at that, at that, the table where they were at. They were standing right up there like, oh boy. <laughs> it was fascinating, man. That's, that was absolutely fascinating. So we got, uh, we got more to come. I'll tell you, I, I got a lot more stuff happening. So, uh, we'll fill y'all in. I, I kind of want to swing back. I don't know. I wish we had a camera, uh, a nice big camera here. That would have been nice to be able to have. 
because uh, that was a fascinating conversation. It really was. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50 round double stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, personal defense and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting because it's well balanced and thus accurate you can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work the p50 is fun on the range but it's also great for serious home protection to find out more about the p50 and all other Keltec weapons and products check out keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Keltec creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. Mm-hmm. All right, so this headline, skipping meals, like if you're doing the intermittent fasting, a study says now that might be linked to an increased risk of death. Does that, I mean, you're not supposed to not eat. It just means like, you know, I don't know what they're looking at, but they said that some dieting and fitness plans might be doing more harm than good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I told you all what I think think about keto. Uh, The researchers at University of Tennessee Health Science Center say that eating only one meal per day is associated with an increased risk of death for American adults 40 and over. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should just eat when you're hungry. Unless you're like hungry all the time and then then you probably need a plan. But I don't know. Uh, This... Regular visits to green spaces linked to lower use of certain prescriptions, according to a study from Finland. They looked at 16,000 residents in Helsinki, Espoo, and Vanta. And they said that if they get out, they said that observed connections between you know visits to parks and green spaces actually lower drug usage for depression, anxiety, insomnia, and high blood pressure and asthma. And they said none of this was dependent on anybody's educational or income level. I actually think that there's something about just getting away from people and, you know, being out there i'm just saying that's why i want my concrete house out in the woods with some running water i want a concrete house out in the woods with some running water and be able you know to shoot the ground carp that is deer off my porch that's all i want to be able to do in life i'm just saying all right so uh, a woman this is hang on let me pull this up this is this is a weird headline it's not wanting to pull up this woman was saved okay this story is so weird this is ktoo a woman was saved Homer, Alaska, by a rabbit after falling through the ice. But it was a dead rabbit. Okay, what? I, this is where it gets crazy. 29-year-old hiking and rafting guide. She's like, she's a she understands survivalism and being outside. So she knows techniques for getting out of frozen water, etc. So she fell into an open patch of icy water and didn't panic. It wasn't her first time. And so uh, she said she had been skating near this glacier uh, with a group of a dozen others. And so she said she went through the ice and she realized um, after she went in the ice, she had to pull herself out, blah, blah, blah. This is a horribly written article. Uh, long story short, she used a snowshoe hair to help pull herself out of the icy water because she didn't have like a rope and all this other stuff. Is that not cr- I mean, what? That's crazy. And she said she was thinking about making some, like, slippers out of it. 
which makes me kind of like her. You know, I'm like, that's that's pretty hardcore, man. That's pretty hardcore. We have a lot more on the way. You don't want to miss it. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show here from Vegas coming up. So Missouri, they're mad because they passed this new rules package, and apparently part of it is a new dress code for women in the state house. They have to they have to cover their shoulders. Oh my gosh, it's just like Sharia, so bad. Now, it was funny because Representative Ann Kelly, who is a Republican Congresswoman who sponsored the bill, she. She was one of those who I guess they like ignored the fact that there were women who were simply asking for professional dress. There was one uh, Democrat, uh, Ashley Ann, this Democrat rep, and she went on, gave this overdramatic thing. Do you know what it's like to have a bunch of men in this room looking at our top trying to decide whether it's appropriate or not? And Ann Kelly, the representative who who sponsored the bill, she goes, you'd think that all you'd have to say is dress professionally and women could handle it. That's it. Now, in on the when you're men have to wear, you know, you have to wear the jackets and and that on the floor, but there wasn't a rule like that for women. Apparently there's not anything in the in the Senate where women have to wear blazers or jackets. But you can't treat it like, you know, like some of these people think that Forever 21 is literal and they go in and they buy like, you know, tank tops and spaghetti straps. You know, dress the part. I actually have no problem with this. I think you should dress professionally when you're representing people. You know, have respect for the role and your purpose. And don't, you know, dress like a Forever 21 mannequin when you're going in and you're, you know, representing people. I mean, good grief. I love it how women are so empowered, but oh my gosh, if you tell them to dress professionally, they totally like, totally have a meltdown like OMJ. That was what's happening apparently in the Missouri House. I can only imagine what that one... That one chick sounded like. I bet it was like a female Cartman up there screaming about how men are staring. You know what? Everyone's going to look at you if you dress like a fool. That's a, you know, that's, that's just common sense. That's common sense. Even Kirsten Cinema always, you know, she dresses quirky sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. It's professional quirk. She's always dressed nice. She's in nice pieces and she's a Democrat. I love that comment though for me and Kelly. You would think that I can just, you would think that all you'd have to say is dress professionally and women could handle it. Well, apparently not all of them can. They had the weeping and gnashing of the teeth over this was ridiculous. It is just, so, someone said, you know, uh, maybe just trust that women can dress professionally. This isn't about women's rights. This isn't about, this is so stupid. If men have the requirement to wear jackets, then why, it's not a women's rights issue. I cannot even believe you're going to have a bitch fest over not having. I, I want my shoulders bare. Stop it. This is so goofy. And you can wear knit blazers. You can wear a cardigan. You can wear all of that stuff. Good heavens. I think it's, they have, these women would have no problems going into a club that has a dress code. You know what I mean? But oh my gosh, going to the house, Missouri. If it has a dress code, oh, my word, I just cannot. I'm going to need my smelling salts. I cannot believe you can't. I can't wear my club wear in here. Oh, my goodness. I may faint. Trying to do my best. Dixie Carter. But this, I think it's silly. Absolutely silly. There was one Democrat who posted uh, a photo of her. 
bear arms and she like they act like it's a big it's just so goofy i can't even believe this is like a conversation that there are there a debate that they're having claire mccaskill even was on uh, msnbc and i talking about it from her kitchen saying that you know apparently how it's misogynistic or something like is it misogyny though when men are required or only is it sexism if men are required and not women or only when or it's only sexism when women are expected to meet the standards of men with whom they want to be equal it's actually equality yeah that's what we would call equality it's equality you know that song it's britney bees it's equality bees there you go it's his life mission to make bad decisions <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. All right, we need to have a conversation about this woman in Delray Beach. So for the third time in over, in just what, two years? And no, third time in just two years, Florida police had to pull this Florida woman out of a storm drain. What is happening that you get stuck in a storm drain that many times? So Delray Beach said they responded to a call of someone possibly in distress while swimming in a canal near Lindell Boulevard in Delray Beach. When they responded, they asked if a woman needed help. Police said she ignored them and climbed into a storm drain. She refused to come out and kept crawling farther into the pipe. I saw it. Okay. I don't. She clearly didn't. Firefighters were able to contain her between two sections of pipe. They had to use a ladder and a rescue harness to get her out. Her name is Lindsay Kennedy. She had minor injuries. She was taken to hospital from evaluation. She was rescued from a storm drain in March of 2021. And she was, back then she was responded, she was reported missing by her boyfriend. 20 days later, they found her stuck in this pipe. And uh, then she entered it again and got lost and wandered through the tunnels for weeks, she said. And then she was found again in a storm drain. Uh, the third time she was found, it was in Grand Prairie, Texas. She found herself a little storm drain to hang out in and had to be rescued. I have never heard of anything like that. That's huh, very interesting. So, yeah, don't be doing that. Watch it, right? And just don't be, don't be doing that. This is, um, I'm not reading this one. A fight over, a, okay, the villages. This is the villages, and I can totally see this happening at the villages. I just need, I need you all to see her. Oh, man, I wish I could just, just somehow kick this image of her, her mugshot in your heads. I've never seen a woman look so satisfied with herself. Uh, she got into a fight. Two Florida women got into a fight over a seat in a popular restaurant. And it ended with a villager. It sounds like Minecraft. It sounded, ended with a villager behind bars. The altercation took place Friday at the Harvest Restaurant in Brownwood Paddock Square. Julie Marsh, 56, of Pine Ridge Village. She took a seat at the restaurant. The seat had been claimed by another couple. The couple com- returned. One woman confronted Marsh. They got into a fight. It was crazy. So she was arrested on a charge of battery. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Watchdog on Wall Street Podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet and your 401k. What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.